0: Half of um, Peter and my six-year courtship was spent apart apart, re- writing letters that took at least a month to get a reply. Oh. And even longer when I was in Taiwan, and the letters had to be sent through the Red Cross in Hong Kong to get to Peter in Qian. In many ways, those letters were our love song. And um, that love song has been told many times to our boys as they grew up. When we decided to get married, I needed to get to gather documents and get the gold seal of the state of Michigan on them before I flew back to China. Peter had to get many signatures of approval from supervisors and leaders. Um, in the military company where he worked. Twenty days after I arrived in China, Peter was able to get all the necessary signatures so that we could apply for our marriage certificate, which included a detailed history of our relationship. Four days after we got our marriage certificate, we were married in Peter's third sister's new apartment. For six months, we lived with Peter's parents, with very little privacy, sharing a bathroom and kitchen with neighbors, and always being ready for guests to stop by unannounced. Our room had an inner room and an outer room, um, connected by an inside door. The outer room had a door to the outside. That was often left open with people coming and going. The outer room um, had been the bedroom of Peter's three sisters, and the inner room had been Peter's bedroom. Peter's parents were in the building next to us on the second floor where the shared toilet and kitchen was. I hesitate to say bathroom because (laughs) it was not a bathroom. <laughs> Just say. Anyways, um, the inner chamber was a sanctuary for us, away from the noise of the outside, though the noise often still came through the thin walls. As I read through and studied our passage for today, I could feel the anxiety of the woman as she moved from her family to a new life with her beloved and how she is assured again and again of his exclusive love for her perfect love cast out fear first john 4:18 says there is no fear in love but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Before we dig deep into um, this week's lesson, I want to briefly review the introduction that Janet gave us last week. Solomon was a great king um, who trusted God to help him rule his people. God gave him wisdom and riches And peace. Just as David, his father, had pointed us to a greater king who would reign forever on the throne of David, Solomon also pictures Christ bringing peace to the land. But neither David nor Solomon were the promised one who could rescue us from the curse of sin. They were shadows of the greater one to come, Jesus. They both had flaws. Solomon's greatest flaw was his love of many women. They turned his heart from God. Because of Solomon's many wives and concubines, I do not believe this best love song, the Song of Songs, is about a wedding of one of his many wives. Nor do I believe that the woman... uh, the woman is from the royal harem, as many commentaries seem to think. If she was part of the harem, the song would be about an adulterous and tre- treasonous affair. Remember that when Solomon um, in Second Samuel 16 um, raped on the roof uh, in broad daylight 10 of David's concubines that had been left behind uh, when David fled, all of Israel knew that this was treasonous because the wives and concubines were given for political and economic alliances. And this would be a claim to the throne. Though the act that um, Absalom did was... Um, forbidden in the law in Leviticus 18.8. Because the Song of Solomon is in scripture, I do not think that it can be a celebration of one of many wives. It is celebrating the exclusivity of marital love. I do believe that Solomon wrote this as a longing for what he missed in not having an exclusive love that he read about in Genesis 1 and 2. Um, Another thing to remember as we unpack the beauty of this love song is that it does not follow a straight linear timeline. It has cycles along the movement of the timeline In each of these cycles, there is a remembering, a longing, and finally coming together as one. This does not mean that they are shacking up before marriage. They are married from the beginning of the song. I struggled with interpreting the timeline until Jeff pointed out in our first training session um, the, the idea of these cycles. So in this song, there is one woman and one man who are married, and Solomon is a foil for this ideal Eden-like marriage. So first, we're going to look at how the beloved calms our fears with his love. Um, Fear of life changes. I think we all... Um, have a fear of life changes. I had it <clears throat> this last year with Peter moving to Seattle. We all fear those changes, and the woman in um, the Song of Solomon also fears um, a change in her life. Um, hey Becky, can we read the text? Are you gonna read the text? Yeah, I'm gonna read want? the text okay, as I go. Okay. Um, so in chapter one five through seven, um, we read, I am black, but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I am swarthy, for the sun has burned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me caretakers of the vineyards, but I have not taken care of my own vineyard. She fears that her past um, labor um, will hinder her future. In verses five and six, the woman is concerned that her looks will be a barrier to her relationship with her beloved. Will he be able to look past those superficial, uh, the superficial darkness of her skin, to see? The value and, and to see and value her worth. She compares um, the color of her skin to the tents of Gadar. Um, in the ancient world, fair skin was preferred to dark skin for class reasons n- rather than racial reasons. Since a vast majority of the people were yeoman farmers. Dark skin was common, whereas fair skin was exotic. Sun-darkened skin marked one as a peasant rather than a member of aristocracy. Qatar, um, among the most powerful of the Arabian Bedouin um, tribal groups, um, were tied to the genealogy of Ishmael. You see that in Genesis 25, 13. And their tents consisted of a three-sided pavilion um, made with animal skins or woven fabric. The black color would come from black goat's hair. She also says that she's lovely. She knows her worth. She compares her worth to the Curtains of Solomon, which would have darkened a room but were ornately embroidered. She knows that the work that she has done outside the vineyards for her mother's sons has lessened her value in the eyes of those who stare at her because of the outward effects of the sun staring at her, gazing on her, as it says in the. Christian Standard Bible. Um, but she does not want the girls to look on her with disdain for her dark skin. Do not regard me as a plain, unimportant peasant girl. The joys of love are not exclusively for the elite, but are enjoyed by all social classes. Artificially imposed cultural standards of beauty fail to appreciate the wide range of beauty that are in a society, especially inner beauty. When I was in China, it was common for the boys to be introduced to girls by a matchmaker or family member. When I asked my students what they were looking for, in their first meeting with a potential girlfriend or boyfriend they would answer things like um, the exact height 8.8 meters (laughs) and the length between the eyes and the height of the nose i would tell them this was all superficial and had nothing to do with who the person was My protest fell on deaf ears, so they would reject all the imperfect ones and um, the ones that met their standards had two more meetings before they would officially date, which meant seriously going steady, like being engaged. It was difficult to break up after meeting with a boy or girl three times. Now in China, the standards are different, more materialistic. Does the boy have a car and an apartment? This summer when we were in China, we saw advertisements on the wall in People's Park with uh, that were posted by parents seeking a spouse for their son or daughter. And they read like resumes, education, career, assets. Another concern that The woman had was, will I be accepted in my new home? In verse 1 7, we read, Tell me, O you whom my soul loves, where do you pasture your flock? Where do you uh, make um, it lie down at noon? For why should I be like one who veils herself because The flocks of your companions. The woman desires to see her beloved, but doesn't want to have to search for him. This is a new home um, and a world of men that she's not yet comfortable with. Remember, in her own home, she experienced men. uh, Her experience with men was her mother's angry sons. She worked in the vineyards, and now she must have courage to live among shepherds. O'Donnell, in his commentary, gave a compelling argument that the veil mentioned here is fleas and lice, which would cause her to itch. Whatever the case, whether feeling like a veiled prostitute, which is what some of the commentaries say, um, walking among men, or... Itching from lice. She is uncomfortable going to her new home. Whether in your marriage you have a small or large cultural difference, when you join with another family, you join a different way of life than you are used to. There is an adjustment. And so she gets assurances from her beloved in verses 8 through 11. Um, first of all, the beloved tells her the way. If you yourself do not know most beautiful of among women, go forth on the trail of the flock and pasture uh, your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. In this verse, I originally read um, it as if Peter was teasing me while I tried to maneuver my bike through rice paddies while Peter was a distance ahead. Though some commentaries did agree with this lighthearted reading, O'Donnell thought that um, perhaps this is the chorus of women because in um, chapter 5, verse 9, the phrase most beautiful of women is sung by the chorus. Whether it is her beloved encouraging her or the chorus, she must forget about her fear of life with shepherds. If she goes out um, and finds him where he is to be found, she will no longer be an outsider. Her beloved's community will be hers. She cannot be one with her beloved without entering his world. We also must enter Jesus' world to become one with Jesus. Uh, the narrow way through the cross of Christ is the only way. It is interesting that the Jewish synagogue, even today, reads the Song of Solomon every Passover. Our beloved Jesus has prepared our, for our union through his death on the cross he tells his disciples in John 14:3 and 4, "If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may um, be also. And you know the way where I am going." When Thomas asked for the way, Jesus said to him in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the way to our eternal home. We don't need to fear because he is both the way and the destination. Then the beloved assures her that he loves her. In verse 9 through 11, the beloved says, Assures her of his devotion to her and how um, his beauty captivates him. To my darling, you are, um, to me, my darling, you are like my mare among the chariots of Pharaoh. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with strings of beads. We will make you ornaments of gold with beads of silver. Being compared to a horse might not seem beautiful in our culture, but this was a horse among the chariots of Pharaoh. These horses were magnificent to look at and adorned with um, splendid ornamentation. This metaphor can't be taken too far, though. Um, Some commentaries talked about the mare being used in battle to cause chaos with the stallions. We can see clearly from the context that she is likened to a mare because she is a woman. Verses 10 and 11 also talk about adorning her with jewelry. The woman um, in elaborate jewelry implies um, a wedding scene. Verse 11 alludes to young women helping her to uh, helping to dress up the bride. We see the the pronoun we there. Between a husband and wife, fear of rejection often veils actual affection. This exists because sin has corrupted human relationships. Jesus Who conquered sin, liberates women and men to live live freely in love with a spouse, secure in their marriage commitment. Those who believe in him have right standing with God by faith, trusting grace to cover all aspects of life, including love relationships. The two lovers in this passage illustrate God's delight in joyful marriage marked by unfiltered desire. Perfect love ultimately realized in the per- in the person of Jesus drives out all fear. The love has driven out the f- the woman's fear with his love for her. And um then in, verse, in chapter 1, verses 12 to 2, 6, we have the exclusivity of married love. While my king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. My beloved is to me a pouch of myrrh, which lies all night between my breast my beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyard of engedi these in these verses we see the woman's love for her beloved as she attracts him with exotic scents here at the wedding feast decked out with jewelry she sits with her beloved she puts a bundle of myrrh as a symbol of her love between Breast to await the time that her beloved will be lying there. She compares her beloved to henna blossoms. Henna is a bush um, that grows to about 10 feet high and has clusters of white, fragrant flowers. Um, and Getty is an oasis, a beautiful oasis in the um, west of the Dead Sea. She is attracted to him and wants her beloved to be attracted to her with all of those exotic scents. Um, The couple continues to give words of praise and love to each other in verses 15 through um, the the end of this section. Um, How beautiful you are, my darling! How beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves. How handsome you are, my beloved. And and so pleasant. Indeed, our couch is luxuriant. Their home is reminiscent of the Garden of Eden in the following verses um, in um, verse 17. Oops, that's not 17. That must be okay. In verse 17, it says, The beam of our houses are cedars, our rafters, cypress. And then beginning in um, chapter 2, I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. Like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the maidens. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the the young men. In his shade, I took great delight and sat down and his his fruit was sweet to me, to my taste. And in verse four, he has brought me to his banquet hall. His banner over me is love. Sustain me with raisin cakes. Refresh me with apples because I am lovesick. Let Uh, His left hand be under my head, and his right hand embrace me. (sighs) In these verses, you can smell Eden with all of the nature. Even their wedding bed is green, or I think in this translation it said luxuriant. Um, But in some translations it says verdant. When the woman says she is a common flower among many flowers, her beloved replies that she is a flower among the thorns. He only has eyes for her. The woman answers that he is an apple tree among the trees of the forest. She only has eyes for him. His sweet fruit delights her. Also in one, she was concerned about um, her dark color that um, caused by working in the sun. Now her beloved is her shade. Mm-hmm. His banner over her is love. He didn't come to conquer her by force, but to woo her with love under this protection of covenant, covenantal love they embrace as a couple. In these verses, we see the mutual affection of the couple, the couple has for one another. The separation is over. They rejoice in being one. In marriage, if we um, try to live without the passions of love Um, uh, To try to live without the passions of love is not merely hopeless. It is unwise, unbiblical, and an open door to the very lust it is trying to bar. In the song, right passion is a protection against wrong passion. Um, The song celebrates a woman's loss of virginity in marriage. If we want our marriages to approach what is depicted in the song the song of songs we need to trust Jesus to be enabled by his spirit to follow in his footsteps by laying our lives for our beloved. Human marriage points beyond itself to the relationship between God and his people a oneness that can only be seen in one man and one woman together in a covenant relationship. The perversions that are so rampant in our society today are an abomination to God because they tarnish the image of God that um, God created us to be in the world since the Garden of Eden. Marriage is meant to be a picture of our union with Christ, and also the union of the Trinity. In Genesis 127, we read, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And in Genesis 224, it says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. By the way, though culturally the woman left her family and joined the man's family, as we saw in the woman joining the shepherd's family, it is the man that is told in these verses that he must leave his father and mother. His wife was now his main priority because they were one flesh. And the last point is chastity. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the hind of the field that you do not arouse or awaken my love or love until she pleases. This refrain um, will be found two more times in the song. The gazelles and the deer represent the joy of love. So the virgins are commanded to swear by love that they will not become sexually active until marriage; they must save their virginity for marriage. A man—I'm sorry—a woman who awakens love with a man has not who is not giving of himself or prepared to sustain her will find herself bitter and desolate. And that was also from O'Donnell. If sex is about persons being bodies together, then chastity is the right bodies being together at the right time. Chastity then is not the mere absence of sex, but an active conforming one's body to the ark of the gospel, the oneness Jesus laid his life down for um, to bring New Covenant union with him. Properly understood, chastity is not withholding, but giving. And this is from a book that I just finished reading by Karen Pryor on reading well. Unlike so many human relationships um, in which each person is most concerned with getting what they can from an, from the other. The Song of Songs shows us that the deepest, most intimate relationship come from each person seeking to give what they can to the other. It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Though mm-hmm. so sometimes life circumstances make it seem like one is giving less or more, the goal is to give 100 Um And the goal also, <laughs> I have um, is to be naked with your beloved and unashamed. Um, this um, is clearly seen throughout the Song of Solomon. Um, and it's something that we are given as a gift to enjoy. Jesus embodies this kind of sacrificial love out of God's deep love for us. He gives what cost him the most, his son. And then from Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his own love toward us that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Whether you are married or single, you can enjoy union with Jesus. He is what the shadow of the gift of marriage points. When we are accepted in the beloved Jesus, we are clothed in his righteousness and no longer need to feel shame in his presence. In fact, we can come boldly without fear to the throne of grace. He has prepared a home for us and it is in him.